I got some good news. Yeah, James wants to hear good news. Actually, I have two pieces of good news. One of them has already happened. Obviously, first of all, we baptized three people today. That's great news, right? Good news. Uh, the other good news is my message is short, so I figure there's going to be about the same level of applause for that. But uh, all right, good try. So we're finishing up our third week, our final week in the series Rooted. And by this point, hopefully if you've been here, you've caught on to those same two verses that we've been going over in Colossians. So guess where we're going to start? Colossians, there again, chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. This is on screen. So once again, let's read it together. Here we go. I'll read from this screen this time. I always read from that. All right. You ready? So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. So to back up just real quick, our first week we talked uh, in the Rooted series about really just kind of plants and roots in general, and that 80% of plants' problems actually involve the roots, is the stuff that's under the soil, the stuff we can't see, and how our lives, oh, thank you, there's plant graphic, again, still never comes out right, plant graphic, Get just an idea of just roots and what's going on, that our lives are like that, we've got the stuff that's going on under the surface, the stuff that either people don't see in us, or we don't show them, the stuff that's going on under the soil, and that the soil we're planted in matters, and we talked about that if we're going to stop our past from becoming our future, we have to change what? Our present. This means building new roots or growing healthy roots, creating new habits that put God first in our lives. Last week, our second week, we looked at the second main section of this verse about being strengthened in the faith. We talked about strength, not just Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You remember him? Yeah. And we talked about Arnold I can't say it any other way. Deep out, throaty. Um, We talked about the strength with Arnold, with muscles. But much more than that, God's strength. True, everlasting, non-stop strength. is found in a God that never quits, never gets tired. And it's hard to understand a God that never gets tired, but in Isaiah we talk about His Word tells us that. We can't get our brains around it because... We cannot scientifically explain the supernatural. And even when God finished creation, He ceased. A lot of your versions or your Bibles might say rested, but it translates as just ceased. He stopped. God wasn't tired when He stopped. He had finished His job. We learned that the secret to de-stressing our lives isn't less. We've got to remove things. It's not less. It's what? You remember? Unless, and he's got it, it's unless. Because unless we put God first, nothing else really matters. Unless we trust him to change us, we're not going to be changed. Because if you would have changed yourself, you would have already, right? We realize that though God has endless strength, we will get tired unless we are being renewed, refreshed in him and his word. So we're finishing up our Rooted series with the last part of this verse from Colossians. Overflowing with thankfulness. I know it's again, but guess what? Let's read it 
again. My hope is these next, after these three weeks, we know this verse, right? We're like, I at least know where it's found, but all right, this screen this time. All right, let's read it again. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Overflowing with thankfulness. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 tells us to be joyful always, to pray continually, and to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So we're going to look at that overflowing with thankfulness. It's hard because a lot of us these days are under the impression that overflow uh, is usually not a good thing. We're under the impression that it's hard to overflow with thankfulness or to overflow with anything ourselves for that matter, but overflowing is usually a bad thing. Like what? Toilet. Overflowing? Good or bad? You answer. Okay, let's play this quiz. Uh, Soda bottle. Overflowing. Good or bad? Depends. What's wrong with you, James? Depends. Okay. Um... Car engine fluid overflowing, good or bad? Bad, okay. River overflowing, bad, okay. We're catching on. Uh, We generate this opinion or this belief system that anything overflowing is usually just not a good thing. We like to put things in organized spaces. That's why Ikea is a friend of so many people, little boxes, little shelves of boxes, and the boxes make bigger boxes, and we put boxes into those boxes, and we're happy. We like to have things in our control to be able to maintain and regulate everything that goes in and comes out of us, like diets, vegans, and paleo, and all these kind of weird Atkins. You remember Atkins when that was the big thing? And I was like, everyone's like, no, no, Atkins. Now it's a new diet. And, and we like to know what's coming in and coming out. And some of us like to check out what's coming out. And you're in a different category, like, I don't think I'm healthy. Um, that's a different conversation. But we forget one. <laughs> yeah. Overflowing, bad. Yeah, we're back to that again. (laughs) All right. That went down quickly. But in all that overflowing, we forget one big truth. We are constantly overflowing. We are. You and me. We're like a waterfall that's just oozing out into the people around us, whether we know it or not, and whether... We like it or not. It's happening. It's out of our control. We do it naturally. It happens subconsciously. We just overflow. So the question to ask then is, what are we overflowing with? What are we overflowing with? Since we're still talking about roots, I figure I'd pick up in this verse. It's Luke chapter 6, verses 43 through 45, Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45. And I, we'll, we'll pick up here in 43, like I said, because we're in, we're in roots. We're talking about trees and plants and stuff. And it says, no good tree bears bad fruit. It can't do it. Nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. 
For out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. We are overflowing. Out of the overflow of the heart, mouth speaks. Our actions take place. See, whatever is filling us up is also whatever is flowing out. If we're filled up with hate and anger and prejudice, what do you think overflows? If we are filled up with news and politics and social platforms, what flows out? Yeah. We're back to that again. Um, if our weeks are filled up with hearing about what happened to so-and-so, and, uh, oh, you won't believe what she said, or what he did, what do you think overflows? See, if we're to be a people and a church who live up to this verse and model this in our lives, this overflowing with thankfulness, what do you think has to be a part of filling us up? Thankfulness. Here's the problem. Thankfulness. Thankfulness has really become something we really only reserve for one day a year in November. We gather on a table, usually with turkey and dressing and mashed potatoes and cranberry garnish, and suddenly we're thankful. We sit around and stuff our faces with food and football, and then take a nap around four. Uh, we're glad for a moment as it passes through our brains that we don't have to go back to work for a day or two, but we're not thankful. We might share stories the last year we all got together and so-and-so did that something stupid, uh, and we laugh, but we're not thankful. Soon enough, the day ends, and we go back to our normal routine for the next 11 months and 29 days, but we're not thankful. I'm not confused about my holidays. I know we're in July, okay? This is not a Thanksgiving message or anything. I know it's not November 28th. But I've been thinking this week and I've been getting ready for the last part of this verse on overflowing with thankfulness from Colossians. Something just kind of clicked for me. And I've been thinking about something. See, thanks is something we casually just throw around these days. Let me tell you what I mean. Someone's, someone opens a door for you. Thanks. Um, waitress puts leftovers in a to-go box for you. Thanks. Thanks. A friend lets you borrow a pen even though you have one. Thanks. A player on your baseball team hands you a water when you get back in the dugout. Thanks. 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 Yeah, sure. Thanks. 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 We become casual with being thankful. If someone hadn't been there to open the door, you would have what? opened it sure no thanks required you could have done it yourself if the waitress hadn't gone the extra mile to pack your leftovers uh, you'd have put them in the box yourself right no thanks needed <laughs> and if you're going to be honest you didn't like the way she put them in there uh, you would have separated the vegetables from the steak and then the rice over there in the corner but she just piled it all in because not her food yeah th thanks <laughs> didn't even really mean it right not thankful at all and the guy in the baseball team if you hadn't handed you the water you were about to what go to the gatorade jug yourself and Glug, 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 glug. 
So I guess a thanks is an order. You say it. Just, eh, thanks. Thanks. Like driving to Atlanta. I was going to drive the whole way by myself. I was, I was going to end up in Atlanta, one way or the other, but you happened to be riding along, and so you took the section from Valdosta to Macon. Thanks. Eh, thanks. You were here. Thanks. I was going to go anyway uh, by myself, but thanks. And we end up in this place of false thankfulness. Sure, it comes out of our mouths occasionally, and we gather once a year because the government gives us a day off to remember it, but we're not thankful. And we do this over and over and over again, day after day, year after year, these casual, not meaningful thanks. And we start gradually believing that the only thankfulness is really when someone just saved us some time or effort from doing something we could have done and we're about to do by ourselves. We have forgotten that the reason to be overflowing with thankfulness is because one day a long time ago a man gave his life for yours. And we casually say thanks to Jesus, like he packed up our leftovers in a restaurant. Thanks. We think thanks to Jesus. Like he just handed us a water we were about to grab in the dugout anyways. Once in a blue moon, we might even pray, thanks, God. Like he held open a door for us. Something we were going to do anyways. And the reason we should be overflowing with thankfulness is because Jesus gave us something we could have never received without him. There was nothing, is nothing, will be nothing any of us could have ever done to achieve, earn, or warrant the way he ended up making for us by his death on the cross. See, if we put Jesus at the center of our hearts and remember his sacrifice daily, what do you think will overflow? Love overflows. Patience and peace overflows. Joy overflows. Kindness overflows. Thankfulness overflows. And not just casual thankfulness, not just the thanks, but a thankfulness that is reminded of His love and grace on the cross. A thankfulness that rejoices in all circumstances. A thankfulness that flows out of you every single day. Not just once a year. My prayer today is that we can all be rooted in that kind of thankfulness. That it would fill us up and overflow from each one of us. We're going to close in a song. Uh, where we can tell that to God right through the lyrics. I'm going to invite John and Kristen to come back up. And my hope today, my prayer today, is that we're able to overflow with thankfulness to the God who made us, saved us, and loves us. And that maybe someone here who has never been thankful to God would be for the very first time this morning. That's my hope. And that's my prayer, that we were able to return to God. Tell Him not just...
the casual thanks, but a deep, sincere, God, thank you. Because what you did for me, I could have never have done for myself. You didn't just open a door for me. You broke down walls through graves, death to life. You did things I could never do by myself. And so for that, God, I give you thanks. I invite you again to stand or sing or spend some time in prayer as we go through this song about giving God our thanks.